You're listening to episode 163 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. If you're rocking a side hustle while working a nine-to-five, or if you're trying to get your newly developed business off the ground, this one's for you. Today's guest is Janet Kafadar, a career exit strategist and fellow podcaster. She helps black women and women of color wanting to escape their careers to build an impact-driven online coaching business. Janet is a busy mom of three kids under nine, a British expat living in Australia, and is on a mission to help black, interracial, and women of color rise up and be seen and help them build impact-driven online coaching businesses that will allow them to leave a legacy for themselves and their families. Before we meet Janet, let me share a review of the week. This one comes from Mavi1022 on Apple Podcasts and it reads, I love Lauren's energy and the chemistry she shares with her guests is so genuine. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to her episodes. Highly recommend to those looking to make a difference in their life and business. Ah, this review made my day. Your reviews help get the show rated higher on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, which helps more people find the show. And of course, that means together, we help more people obtain emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and even physical life mastery. Leave your five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen from for a chance to have your review featured on the show. Don't forget to share that you're listening by taking a screenshot, sharing it on Instagram or Facebook stories, tag me in it at MindBizLife, and I'll repost it. Now it's time to meet Janet. You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey, Janet, welcome to the show. I have been looking forward to our conversation. I can't even express how much. Oh, really? Yay! Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah, having me. I'm you excited. are just like doing the dang thing because you're doing something that I really admire and mm. it's something that I could have used at one point in my life. You're helping women rise up and step into mm. their power by leaving their nine to fives and leaning into mm-hmm. the entrepreneurship. What I just think is so amazing, but I just know that there's got to be a good story about how you yourself became a coach. Is it safe to assume that you had a nine to five once upon a time that you had to leave too? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I heard stories for days. Um, but yes, I, uh, I was working a nine to five, but let me back up. Like it's, it's a long story, but, um, I'll try and give the cliff notes. So I've been in business for about seven years now seven plus years now and um it really started with my son who is now eight years old <laughs> oh my god he's not a baby anymore he was eight years old um, um so he was sorry it started started way back when when he was really tiny and I started well, you know wanted to start a business I was kind of in this place of I was working for a management consultancy and they were doing great work and did lot worked with, a lot with government departments here in Canberra Australia and what I was finding is I was like, oh my goodness, like she was killing it. Like it was a small team of us. I don't know, they must have been making millions each year. I'm down, yeah. must have been. And I was like, I want her life. Mm, <laughs> you know? right? It was like, she, you know, had the amazing car. They went skiing in in France and the Alps for, you know, for the rest of the winter, you know. And I was like, I want that. 
why is she doing it? And I'm getting paid peanuts here. There's what's something broken. Right. <laughs> so, for sure. And so, um, and that kind of planted the seed in me. And then I fell pregnant with my son and I was, and then as soon as I had him, I was like, okay, this, I can't go back and work for someone, you know, the same hours, you know, 50, 60 plus hours a week. It's like busted. I can't do that. So, um, so anyway, I had him thought, well, let me leverage the skills that I've got. I started a VA business and that was okay until I completely burnt myself. I was trying to grow a baby and, you know, look after a baby and a baby business at the same time. Ooh, and, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, completely burnt myself out there. I was like, this is not for me. This is not what I want to do. Anyway, I fell pregnant again <laughs> with my daughter. Aww. So I have three kids, three kids under um, nine. Um, so my son and my daughter are very close in age, but in that time I did go back to work and um, find another job and was kind of, what's my purpose? You know, one of those, like, what am I supposed to be doing with yeah. my life? Yeah. <laughs> kind of hit that moment. Yeah. Where you're <laughs> yeah. just like, Oh, show me the way. Exactly. I can't believe this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so um, is, is so like, and you know, if, the, if, if there was ever a movie about an entrepreneur's journey, it's one of those moments where they're like, what am I doing? My life is like raining outside. And it was just <laughs> yeah. like that. I'm sitting there on the sofa. I'm like, oh, I hate this. And I came across a Brendan Bruchard video. Mm. And I can't for the life of me find that video. It's like it, it's like it never existed. It's like it existed it in just my life. for you. Yeah. Yes. Just at that time. And it's just like, oh, it gives me chills every time I think about it. And so He's like, you've got to work with what you've got. You've got, you know, use your purpose. You, you know, you'll find it. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I decided to, I knew that I had to start my own business. I knew that I had to be there for my babies. I knew that just doing this, you know, working nine to five wasn't going to work. I had bosses that, you know, were so demanding and I was like, I can't do this. In the end, I decided to leverage the skills that I'd already developed over my years and years of working in different organization, degree in business and marketing and decided to start an agency. So I realized there was a whole industry of people who were looking to create online courses and all of that stuff. This is like a way back when. This is like, I don't know, what, 2004? So wow. it's, it's a little bit rustier than it looks now. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that whole landscape. So I, I actually created an agency helping people create and set up their online courses, helping them with the curriculum side of things, um, helping them with the, um, the tech side of things. And that's how my business was born. I had one offer, rinse and repeat. I used it for like four years. Wow. <laughs> and, and, um, and that's how it was born. It was, it was amazing until I completely fell out of love with it and realized like, I don't, I don't want to do this forever. You know, I don't, mm. it's not, it's not lighting me up. Like I was sitting there and I had a team behind me and they were pretty much handling everything and all of the clients. And I was like, this is boring. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm done. What's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was that kind of, hmm, I don't know what I'm doing, can do with myself. So in the end, I was kind of, whilst I was working in the background, so as the CEO didn't necessarily have to do as much. So in the background, I was kind of, connecting with my audience, people on my email list who weren't necessarily my clients, my, you know, our clients that I've worked with and finding out where they were. And they were all women who were just like me when I was starting out 
but they were all thinking that, you know, the solution to them leaving their job and leaving their nine to five was actually creating a course. And I was like, oh, hell no. That's not, mm. that's not what you need. <laughs> God, no. No, I speak to, you know, the people that I was working with who had huge businesses and huge organizations and SMEs. You don't need a course. Like, that's not what you need. And that's how my coaching business was born. It's kind of been going for the last, like, two years. But it's been a journey. It's wow. definitely been an evolution. <laughs> yeah, there is so much I want to pick apart right now. Where do I sure. want to start? Okay, so I want to start first with motherhood because I think – that drive that you've just already displayed of like, it shows that like you just become a different person through motherhood. You're like, Mm -hmm. it's like almost like what you were tolerating. I can't tolerate that anymore. Like I have, I have something. Yeah. I have something bigger in my life now and I got to do bigger things. Like it almost challenges you and allows you to like step up in life. Yes. And it feels like you just like, totally went for it like you're just like yeah, yeah I'm in Sign yeah exactly yeah but like I love that that you did that and, and I love that you're a mom of three so cool yeah. and how and you said they're all under the age of nine nine yeah so eight seven and four Okay. So this is really important too, because I think sometimes when it comes to motherhood and parenthood in general, because I know there's a lot of men out there who are in the same position Mm. and you're just in this mindset of, well, I can't really leave my job because it's so dependable. You know, like I know my paycheck is coming in every week. It's reliable, but Mm. like you said, like you're burning yourself out for someone Mm. else. You're burning yourself out for a measly paycheck while you're watching your boss, you know, like live the life. So like, (laughs) (laughs) right. But you're just like, dang, and you're, you're having, you can see it. You're like, that can be me, but how do you bridge that? that gap of like building that confidence or knowing really like when it is time to step away? I think you'll know inside of you, there will be situations that arise and there will always be that niggling feeling. I'm of, I'm meant to be doing something or I'm meant for something more, or I should be doing something or you're just completely disconnected from your job right now, your career. Um, and that, and that niggling feeling just didn't go away for me. Like it, it would go and I'd be like, oh, well, I can't really do anything about it now. You know, if I'm pregnant with my son, no, it's all good, blah, blah, blah. I'll leave it until later. And I think it's that it just didn't go away. It kept coming back. And like that thought like, oh, what's, what should I do? And then things will pop up in my, you know, my sphere, whatever it is, ideas. You know, at first it was to create that, um, that VA business. And I was like, oh, okay, let me see what that's about and see how it works. And, and so that's what I did. And it, and it's, there won't be a perfect time. And I think that's one of the things to remember that there'll never be a perfect time to potentially leave a job. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying by any means that you need to jump ship and hand in your notice and then go along and, uh, yeah. you know, and then just, no, I'm out now. Ta-da. No, yeah. that's risky. It's a bad move. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a matter of just figuring out over time testing things out seeing what works for you seeing tapping into as well which is so important I think a lot of people underestimate this really leverage your skills from your career from the work that you've already been doing for years you know 
use that to your advantage. Don't go and think, oh, it needs to be something completely different. Yeah, maybe down the track it might be. But for the time being, it, you know, you can use your skills very much like I did. So um, I used my skills in, um, in education and training and development and all of that kind of stuff to be able to, which is what I did at the management consultancy, um, working at that firm um, and helped create people, help create courses for people and training programs and right. all of that stuff. So it just worked in my favor. I just used what I already had, but I just didn't want to do it anymore. It just didn't excite me. I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> I was over in. <laughs> and, and then you give yourself the permission to, to do something different because yeah. man, I've gotten to that. And it, sometimes it feels almost like you hit a level of mastery. Like, mm, yes. Like, okay. <laughs> so like, yeah. I've, there wasn't I've, a challenge anymore. Yes. And for, and for people who, I mean, I think to, to grow in general, we just have mm. to be challenged. And then yes. when you're no longer challenged, then you're like, well, this is, it's not that it's below me. I've just graduated. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Graduated. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I think it, I just had hit that point and I realized, you know, out of my emails email list which is ridiculous it's like 2,000 people or something it's like well for me that's a lot but yeah (laughs) no I agree yeah (laughs) um and they were all saying the same thing Yeah. You know, like I've been trying at this for some time. Um, I don't know what to do. Um, I want to create a course. And I just got them all on a, like a group, like Q&A call. I was like, tell me where you're at. Like, let's chat. Let's what's going on. And yeah. And that was it. And that's pretty much how my coaching business was born. And I got my first few clients from there. And I was like, well, I'll just coach you one-on-one and let's just see how it goes from there. So yeah, a really it's like almost like a beautiful process because it just happened really organically. Mm. Um, but yeah, that whole, when I was in that transition period, I was like, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? You know, throwing away, <laughs> you know, that business and saying goodbye to everyone and letting my clients know like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And it's like a really, um, really hard experience you know yeah. you build something up you work on something for so long you get it so far you get the processes down systems all of that stuff team members everyone on board all of that stuff and then you're like I'm bored now yeah. <laughs> and then you're like see ya I'm out <laughs> um and so yeah it was it was tough and it was like a the big learning um, process for me as well. Oh, for you know, sure. All those imposter syndrome stuff, you know, who am I to, to do this? What am I doing? I'm throwing it away. It's terrible, but really it's just, you know, limiting beliefs and self-talk. Ooh, yeah. And, and <laughs> they, in. yeah, they're dangerous. They are mm. dangerous to, to that growth. Let's talk exit strategies for a moment, because mm. I think part of graduating, as we just said, mm. um, is we always have to level up. And sometimes we can realize that the job that we're in, the career we're in is, it's just not for us. And like you said, we can dis- we can find ourselves disconnecting and that can cause us to either a get pushed out of a job by being fired yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or maybe you just get so sick of it. You're just like later and just dip out. But so yeah. instead of being pushed or dragged, an exit st- strategy just kind of sounds like an ideal solution. Will you break mm. down what an exit strategy entails yeah. and how you can put it to action? Yes, absolutely. So an exit strategy is really actually coming up with a plan, a plan, <laughs> actual plan, um, to, to essentially leave your job. And so the way in which I work with my clients and like, 
and we have to know what your numbers are. It all starts with your numbers. So as in how much you're making at the moment and how much you want to be making. Mm. It's all well and good, but what you actually want to take home, that's, you know, not including taxes or anything like that, how much you actually want to take home. And then, you know, then we can figure out what the taxes and all of that stuff is and expenses, et cetera, after that. But we need to figure out what that number is. And the issue that I found over the years is that my clients or, you know, people tend to just pick a number and it's, and it's easy enough. You know, if you're on social media long enough, you know, people say you want to have a 5k month or 10k month or whatever it is. But I feel that that just doesn't apply because you can, you need to be connected to that number. So it actually means something to you. Like Mm. if it's 4,850, you know that it's that amount of money because it's got to pay for X, Y, Z, school fees, all of that stuff. Like you're emotionally connected to that number and it means something. So when you go out to eventually go out and create your, your offer or coaching package or service or whatever it is, you know that you've got to price it accordingly so that it can help you reach your goals and so with that number at least then you're able to plan out over the time whilst you're still working your day job and say okay right well you know I might not make that amount straight away but even if I make a thousand this month or I make two thousand next month or three thousand or whatever it is then you know what your goals are and you know what the actual number is that you're looking towards um and so as and so the other part of the exit strategy as well is making sure that your the business that you want to create or the thing that you want to pursue is not necessarily the thing that you're starting with right now Mm. (laughs) just like I just like I was uh, like I did and it's not the thing you're starting with now it just make it be something just to move the needle just to get started if you're great at writing copy or you're a great writer why don't you harness using your writing skills if you're great at creating presentations I had a client once who was killer at creating presentations and she didn't see the value in her work mm. and so we were working together I said let me just let's do a test I want you to put I want you to create an account up on Fiverr right take some of the work that you have done obviously past work that you can share and I want you to just put it out there right put it up on Fiverr you're creating a whole new profile she got five new gigs within about two weeks wow and I just did it for I wanted her to do it so she could see the value in what she's doing like because right. she, you know when you're so good at something you don't recognize it you're like oh it's just it's easy it's like blah, 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 I can do it in no time but she was able to like get it like oh people pay for this <laughs> like yes see ah oh, I get it <laughs> like yes they do because other people are really bad at it <laughs> so yeah. So she was able to at least move the needle and get started there. She's got off to do amazing, other amazing things now, but that was the thing that she started with and it helped her kind of validate and see that, ah, oh, people are paying for this. People actually want this service. Um, and then she was able to move on from there and do other amazing things. But that's what I mean. Start with what you already know how to do. It doesn't need to be forever. It, what the business that you start now won't be the business that you have three months, six months, 12 months down the line. It'll be completely different, but you just have to start. 
Ooh, that's I really like, part of my exit strategy. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that advice a lot. And I like that you start with what you really want to make, because I think that's an mm-hmm. interesting way of just making sure then that everything else kind of sprouts from that because price yes. is something that a lot of people get tripped up on. So how do you best price your products and services then? How does that all feed together? Mm. So you have to do your research for a start and you have to know who you are marketing to or who you're selling your services to. So within within any industry, there is, let's take cars, for example. I'm actually looking for a new car, so this is top of mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So take cars, for example. You know, you have the top of the, within one Um, let's say Volkswagen, for example, there's the, within the one range of car, there's the like premium souped up sports, something XR, blah, 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 with all the bells and whistles. And within that same range, that same car, there's like the basic version. (laughs) That's like really, really basic. Um, And then you have the mid of the line. And I kind of think it, and they all are, all three of them, very different prices. You can go from you know, a hundred and something thousand down to the basic being 25 or whatever it is. Right. And so when you think about it, those, all three of those cars, they're all the same car. They're all slightly different. And you think about it, they're all for a slightly different person. Mm. So that's how you need to think about your pricing as well. So even if you have an offer that is for, let's say you're a copywriter or you're great at writing copy, there's someone that's maybe just starting out that may need some help. Maybe they won't be able to afford you, but maybe you can actually just work alongside them, help give them some tips. Then there'll be the entrepreneurs or people who are like, I'm not doing this. I need to hand it over to someone else. And then you'll have the, maybe the bigger organizations who are like, oh, you know what? We just need to have a a copywriter on retainer, you know, and we're happy to pay $3,000 a month for that. You know, it's that kind of thing. So you've got to know who you're talking to, what, what their services are and what they're selling and how much value it is. So I know it's hard to, I can't actually pull out like a magic formula. (laughs) I'd love to be able to, but understanding who they are and and what and what their services are and how they work is how you can price your services because if you undercharge for your services it just won't work it just yeah. doesn't doesn't come together oh i can give you an example if you want yes Sorry, yes i love examples let's go for it <laughs> so i was on a coaching call with my client last night so she makes um she makes custom jewelry amazing jewelry and so she was uh, she said that she got a DM from a fashion designer in her DMs to um, who wanted a custom piece made for him so that he could wear it at Fashion Week. But she wasn't; she didn't get the message in time, didn't get the um, his measurements, wasn't able to do it, and all of that stuff. And so she has an offer that we've created and put together. It's called a um, build build your bracelet experience. So it's like a VIP day, and people come in and, and chat with her. Well, now it's done virtually um, yeah. and they're able to, um, you know, get a whole feel for what they want, what they want it to look like. It's amazing. And so she's has it priced at like four ninety seven or something like that. And I've been telling her, I'm like, it's too low. And so she put, and so I said to her on our call, I said, well, if you tell that, no, tell this designer now that that's, you know, the VIP experience is four ninety seven. he's going to laugh and say, what's wrong with it? 
why is mm. it that cheap? Do you see like it, there's a disconnect right. in the person that you're talking to and who you're pricing your services to. So she does have a community at the moment who very much, they love her. It's such a loyal tribe, but they're more individuals. But if she's selling that same service to designers or to brands or you know influencers they'll be like oh yeah okay thousand dollars yeah no no problem right that's why it's really important yeah Mm. I feel like I've rambled for ages there no (laughs) I love that because it really just sounds like you need to meet them where they are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely that's that's critical and we overlook that yes and like yeah yet yet we're greeted with it all the time like even if you go to Chick-fil-a you can get the meal or just the sandwich Yeah. <laughs> they give you a choice there and like you can say well i have the eight dollars or heck no i'm just going with the four dollar sandwich today exactly. so they're meeting you where you are and i and it's it's basic but yet we really overlook it is there we any, overlook it every yeah. time is there anything yeah. else that a lot of people overlook when it comes to just really getting business off the ground and going um, I think it's confidence mm. bar none. It's the confidence to, um, to step out, to step out and actually, you know, back yourself. That's the scariest thing. Mm. But you know, you can, you can read all the blog posts, you can watch all the webinars, you can download all the freebies, watch all the YouTube videos. But at the end of the day, if you're building a business, it really comes down to you and you saying, you know what? I actually don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) I am going to figure it out. I'm going to get some help too, because I believe that I can do it. And you have to have that belief. And that's what, you know, there's, you know, millions of people out there who think, oh, you know, I can build a business, but there's only very few that succeed. And it's the ones that actually have the, the ones to stick with it when it's really, really rough and when it's really hard and just think, oh, you know what? I'm just, I've got to keep going because I know that I can do this. And that's what you need to have. And that kind of level of confidence and faith in yourself and trust that I will figure it out. I'm smart enough. (laughs) I can do this. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of building. Yeah. A lot of building yourself up. And like sometimes that confidence too, it's, they can be in the smallest of wins. I think sometimes, yeah. and I know I'm so guilty of this, like something very small will happen and I don't celebrate it big enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and I feel like when you're celebrating something, I mean, just it, think of that feeling like when it's your birthday and you're like, hey, yes. everyone's like, happy <laughs> birthday. You're like, it's my birthday. Like, yeah, it's like, it's a whole mood. And like, imagine if we absorb that, like when- mm-hmm. When our, I don't know, for me, like a dream podcast guest, like, I don't know, let's say like Brene Brown, right? Like, yeah, oh my she, God, yes. Right? Like, she just like slides into my DMs and she's like, hey, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to celebrate that win. Like, it's like the <laughs> yeah. biggest day of my life, you know? But because exactly that in itself, like, is an important piece, it, it builds that emotional connection mm-hmm. to what you're yes. doing. Exactly. All of those small wins. And I tell my clients as well, I'm like, we have to, every week we celebrate Mm. and we have to celebrate, even if it's just, you know, you know, you could have been in a funk for the rest of the week, you know, most of the week, but you still managed to send out one email to connect with someone and you're like, I did it. I'm like, yes, you did it. You know, it's those incremental wins and incremental steps that will help take you forward. And I think that's what a lot of people forget that, oh, you know, it happens 
it happens overnight. No, it doesn't. Right. Who, who told you that? What? They're like this complete lie. I always think of musicians, and I always give this example to my clients, to my community. Think of musicians. Think of I don't know. I, I can't even uh, uh, Lady Gaga, for example. Okay, so I don't know how long she's kind of burst on the scene. What, twelve, eleven, twelve years ago, something like that. And I remember seeing her. I was still in London then. I hadn't moved back to. I haven't moved here to Australia. So it must have been about twelve years ago. I remember seeing a video of her. I was like, oh my goodness, that girl's amazing. Um, and so she, you know, she blew up and one, you know, um, song after another after another. But I read her story about how she started. And I even remember watching a show way back when, and there was like a small snippet of her, like, and it said her name. I was like, oh, Lady Gaga. Oh, cool. But she had been at it four years before we knew about her 12 years ago. You know, so for the longest time in small bars, in small clubs, all of this stuff before she kind of burst on the scene. And that's generally, that's how it is. You work on something day after day, show up, do small engagements, whatever it is, engaging with people. And then, you know, that, that win will come. It's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. So Mm. yeah, I truly believe that. Yeah. And sometimes I think like we don't give ourselves enough grace to get to that point. I mean, as moms, like we, you know, like, like we, we're not like having a baby and being like, okay, now that I've had you, you need to walk and talk and just go ahead and potty train yourself all now that you're, you know, all but one hour old, because we know that that baby has to learn and grow and yes. it can't start running until it learns how to walk and before it walks exactly it crawls and i mm. think sometimes like we just don't we we overlook those fundamental parts that we yes. need in business especially when we're first diving in yeah. oh hello so many lessons so many lessons oh to learn. the so lessons many <laughs> <laughs> you could go on for days but it's so important it's so important to to have those mm-hmm. you don't because if you think about it if you think about it really like as you know someone that's starting a business if you were to start it and then instantly let's say I'm saying instantly but within a month within a month of you actually starting you made let's say it rained 10k whatever it is I think that that's almost a dangerous game you yeah. know because you don't know anything and one you'll probably blow it all once you get it and then you won't know how to repeat the same thing like I think it's it's almost it's it's dangerous and yeah. so it does happen for some people but the people that say you know out on these streets who say that I think are lying <laughs> they're right. lying it, it didn't happen it's, right yeah years behind that and years in the making to get to that point so I wish people were more honest yeah for stuff. sure for sure and I know for a lot of people you know, who, who start with a side hustle, right? Like you kind mm. of, you're like, I have to, I have to keep my job, but I mm-hmm. also have one foot into my side hustle. Yeah. I want to, I want to use the word balance very sparingly, but mm. when you're in that flow of working your nine to five, how do you balance or we'll say create the time to work mm. on your side hustle? Because I remember those days, it's exhausting to go from Oof. a nine to five. God. And then especially <laughs> yes. if you have kids, like you can just be like, it's so easy to say, oh, I don't have the time. You know, so mm-hmm. how do you kind of get out of that or how do you make the time for it? Yeah, so it's 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 a big one in the sense that 
when you get to that point and like, all right, well, you know, I've got my side hustle and all that. It's becomes you feel more excited when you're working and doing that than when you're at work. Mm. And that's how it needs to feel. Because if it doesn't feel that way, then it's just another thing. You're like, meh, do it tomorrow. You yeah. know? And you have to be excited and you have to be, regardless of what it's what it is, even if you're not 100 percent sure, you have to be excited about it. And you have to be like almost running home to like, oh, but you know, get to work and do something, even if it's not 100 percent the right thing, whatever that is. But the excitement level and the feeling has to be there. Mm. Or otherwise it's just an, a third job that you have, especially if you've got kids already. Yeah. And so um, how do you balance it? Well, my thing is, and what I did is that I said to myself, I'm going to work on something for 20 minutes a day, mm. 20 minutes, because you actually don't need hours and hours. And it's actually a pure waste of your time. Straight up. Especially, yeah, it yes. is. It is. <laughs> it is. It's a complete waste of your time. But if you said to yourself, and the thing is like, you don't have to be sitting in front of your computer. You can sit down at your, um, you know, you can have your phone. We've all got phones. Get your phone out. Say, okay, right, darling, to your partner, to your kids or whatever. You put them to bed, done the washing, whatever you need to sit down. You've got 20 minutes, 20 minutes to do some research about your potential industry as a, you know, life coach in, you know, trauma or whatever it is, you know, whatever that industry is or that area is, you're going to do 20 minutes of research, set the timer on your phone, 20 minutes of research to understand what other people in your industry are doing. Mm. Simple. Day one. And then the next day, maybe you don't even have to do anything the next day. Maybe the day after, then you're going to spend another 20 minutes like, hmm, who can I connect with? This is if you're going to be a life coach or something like that. Who can I connect with to who may have my people? Hmm. Mm. Jump on Facebook (laughs) or be wary of going on Facebook. Uh, Maybe go on Instagram. Might be a bit easier on Instagram. Maybe I'll go on to LinkedIn. Maybe I'll just do a quick Google search and set the timer again for 20 minutes. And that's the thing, like that kind of thing will move the needle. And once you're done, you put the phone down and then you go and watch your favorite Netflix show. Like that's how, that's the kind of, if you don't get into it, into the whole headspace of like, oh my God, I've got to be sit down. I've got to be like physically tapping at the keyboard. You don't actually have to like those small, like, um, planting the seeds moments of yeah. what will help you move forward in your business. And then when you get to the point where like, oh, okay, I actually have to sit down, you know what you're, you know how you're coming into the situation. You know what you need to write. You know what your offer needs to look like. You understand people's struggles, you know, cause you've done that already before you sat down at the computer. So yeah, that's, that's one way to, to go about it. I think it's really, really important. And that's super easy. 20 minutes. I think that 20 minutes with intention is mm-hmm. way more powerful than two hours of mindlessness where you're just clicking around. Oh my God. Don't really have a task. I, yesterday for me alone, I, I told before we even start recording, I told you I was in a mode of surrender this week. Like it, <laughs> yes. it is literally my, anytime I feel a pushback, I have been telling myself one, the universe is kind and loving. Like I have to tell yeah. my, I'm just like the universe is kind and loving and two <laughs> surrender because it has just been that yeah. week. And yesterday I sat down and I tried to write wasn't working. Like try, yeah. I, you know, I pull up a program, it kept force closing and it was like this yes. constant pushback. And I was like, oh, so why am I going to try and work right now? You know? So yeah. it was just like in that moment, I'm going to surrender because what's going to happen, I'm going to get 
anxious. I'm going to get mad. Like yeah. nothing's going to get be productive anyway. So where can I redirect my time mm. to be more productive? And in that moment, yes. I had like six loads of laundry to do. I'm not oh, Yeah, hey, Our dryer broke. Okay. So <laughs> oh, God. I was a little backed up, but I'm still not broke. I was like, that's where I can be productive. And then yeah. when I came back to the task later, you know, I was just everything worked better. <laughs> like it yes. worked itself out. And I whipped it out so much faster, but it was easier to just, again, surrender in that moment and then just mm. come back to it. it was, come back to it. Yeah. yeah. Like intention I, is everything. It so is. And it's so overlooked. Like, I think it's, it comes, it weaves in, you know, the confidence side of things as well, kind of weaves into that. But, um, being intentional and really sticking to it. If you really mean it and you really do want to eventually leave a job and you actually want to make a go of this side hustle and whatever it is that you're doing, then be focused about it. Don't let it be a wish because wishes are great, but you know, unless you actually work on them, nothing's going to happen. Um, to take it seriously. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people kind of sit in that place for far too long waiting for something to magically happen. And so it's not going to magically happen if you haven't done anything. So, (laughs) so yeah, that's uh, the clarity is not going to come like, Oh, if you actually haven't moved, or done anything to find out more about your direction of what you should be doing in the last six months. It just yeah. doesn't work like that. So. Yeah. It's like wishing you could win the lottery and never playing the lottery. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, can't wait for the day that I win a million from the lottery. Never bought a ticket before. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can wish all we want, but until we take that action step of buying the lottery ticket, we don't really have a chance. You know? Exactly. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Oh my goodness. You. So you had said something in the beginning of when you're reaching out to people, they were all saying, you know, like we need to start a course and you're like, that's not mm. what you need to do. So how do you oh pick the right business model for designing your success for your business? Mm, yeah. It's a, uh, I always say a course is not what you need because there's so much work that goes mm. into, I take it from me. Yeah, (laughs) so much work that goes into it. And it's also the fact that you need an audience. Mm. You have to have an audience to sell a course. And I think it's easy for people to wrap their heads around it. Like, oh, all I need to do is create a course and then I can sell it. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. Only if you have people that are interested in what you're already talking about, then yes, it will work. But it's lies, (laughs) pure and simple. It's just lies. There's no way you can sell a course without an audience. It just doesn't make any sense. No one's going to find you. No one knows who you are. You're the best kept secret right now. That's the truth. (laughs) So, um, so a course is not what you need. So I always say to my clients, like really, you can either do one of three things. You either provide coaching services, excuse me, uh, mentoring services or like consulting yeah. Or you offer done for you services. So like um, service delivery. So like graphic design or web design or anything where you do something and you deliver it for the client, a copywriting services, right. that kind of thing. Um, or, you know, coaching. And, and I have a lot, oh my goodness, I have a lot of life coaches in my, in my um, community. I must like attract them, must radiate. <laughs> Yeah. You have that, you have that energy. That's why. That's why. Okay. 
<laughs> a lot of life coaches in my life and so for them I think also the biggest issues like they get their certification like well yes I'm a life coach what what and then they actually like oh crap I need to actually start a business yeah. like what does that what do you mean? Mm. <laughs> how do I do that? And so, you know, life coaching teaches you how, you know, the certification teaches you how to be a coach, an amazing coach, but actually doesn't teach you about actually having the business. And that's the biggest downfall, a down, downside to it there. Anyway, yeah. that neither here nor there, but picking the right business model. So I say either go with one of those three or four different areas. And the reason that I say that is because it's easy enough for you to go back and leverage, leverage your expertise and your knowledge and the skills that you already have to be able to help someone. You're not having to kind of create something new. So like in my case, I just, you know, used my VA skills, used my um, course design um, curriculum design skills as well to be able to create my um, agency. And that's what I started with. And right. so that's what I say to my clients, like, just start there. What can you help someone with? And the issue, the issue that people overlook as well is that people probably come to them all the time for advice all the time you know you know you have that go-to person in your family yeah that's always like um you know if i've got a problem with um my kid's skin i'm gonna go and speak to aunt blah blah, blah. you know <laughs> there's right. always that person yeah you know that you can call out like yeah they know they know they know right. what cream to use <laughs> right so- <laughs> yeah i call uncle jim for my car problems and yeah, like, exactly yeah, my mom has the best barbecue sauce recipe ever yeah it's just That's like right you just know right you just know and it's that kind of thing i can't tell you the amount of conversations i've had with clients and potential clients They're like oh my goodness I'm so sick of my giving away my knowledge for free. Like even my friends and family say to me, oh, you know, we should be charging you for this. And you're like, (laughs) they're thinking, damn, of course, I don't know how to do that. And that's really the issue. So tap into that. Look at it. What is it that people always ask you? What is it that people always come to you for? And you completely overlook. It's like, oh, it's just simple. I just, I just know. So, and don't disregard that because people will pay for that. They'll pay for someone to help them with those struggles to have consults to to understand where they're at i have a client at the moment who's a um she's a she works in the or at the moment as a nurse mm. and she um one of her things is she's a comfort coach for caregivers and also for health care workers as well so what that means is she helps them with all of the like um, stress and uh, the stress levels that they're going through, especially at the moment, um, and actually understanding how to care and support, you know, themselves, not just the others that they're, you know, caregivers and stuff, Um, which is amazing, which is so So good. But it is, it is, it's so beautiful. And And for her, she's like, people always came to me asking me, these questions and she supported her husband and you know until he passed away she was amazing caregiver and all of that stuff but she just thought well people come to me all the time asking well what do I how do I navigate the healthcare system or what do I need to do here and so she just started charging Mm -hmm. for consults you know Mm -hmm. people come to her instead of having to go to a doctor and pay an arm and a leg there and they're probably not even get the answer because she's in that space every single day she's like well I'm just going to charge for it and she has, and that's how she's gotten started. Now she's putting together a coaching program, but that was her kind of starting point for her. Yeah. So yeah, don't disregard what people always ask you. Oh my goodness. That is, it's so simple 
too, to just yeah. take one moment back and just reflect on what keeps popping up and what have you been ignoring? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, what are that's you good at? Right. Yeah. I love right. it. I love it. Janet, you <laughs> have just broken everything down in such a simple manner that I can wrap my brain around. And I know our audience can too. And I know they're going to want to connect with you further. Where can they go to do so? Yes, you can come and find me over at janetcafadar.com over on my website. Um, or I also have a podcast as well called The Truth About Show, where I talk about the truths of creating and starting an online business that people Ooh. don't necessarily talk about. And so, sure, it's just me and, and very much like this. <laughs> just chatting. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that you can go and find me over there or you can also find me on the socials as well. Awesome. I'll be sure to link all of that in the, po- in the episode notes and I can't wait to check out your podcast now. Like I'm about to go nerd out on that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, Janet, it has been a treat speaking with you today. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing so much great advice. Not a problem. My complete pleasure. Thank you for having me, Lauren. Janet has such great energy and I love the mission she is on. I've linked her website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Oh, and make sure we're connected too. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at mindbizlife, or you can find me on Pinterest at mindbizlifepodcast. I'll see you back here on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.